we try to rush worship. Let's get in, let's get it done, let's come in on Sunday, I'll get my hour, and then I'm going to go, and then I'll be done. And you cannot rush worship. Everybody hold on to your cup, and when it's time, we're going to do this, and we're not going to be rushed. Turn your Bibles, if you will, this morning to Matthew. We're talking about rest. We're talking about resting in God, and rest takes time. Worship takes time, and you have to set aside time for that. Go straight to the, go straight to the Scripture. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Let's all stand and honor God's Word. We're going to begin reading with verse 18. It's kind of two things here together, but I wanted to read it all together. Because it makes, you, it makes us understand what's going on. When Jesus saw the crowd around him, he gave orders to cross to the other side of the lake. So I want you to get the picture. There's a gob of people around him. And you would think that as a preacher, that's what he would want. But he, he said, I've got, I've got to pull myself away. I've got to get time with God. I have to make time for God right here. And so he saw the crowd gave orders across the other side of the lake. Then the teacher of the law came to him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, Foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Then he got into a boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up On the lake, so the waves swept over the boat, but Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We're going to drown. He replied, You have little faith. Why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the waves obey him. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Father, help us to understand that we have to take time to rest we have to take time to worship we can't hurry and get your things done and get the things done you want to get done we can't just poke you in here and there and and expect that we're going to have the relationship that we need to have with you and so so this morning father i pray that that we will see that that we cannot hurry what you're wanting to do in our lives and we ask these things in jesus name amen in life you have to rest And if you go through life with your foot on the floorboard and you're going as fast as you can and trying to get everything done that you think you need to get done and you go all out all the time, I'm going to tell you, the world will let you do that. The world is glad to let you do that. They will take everything that you have to give them. They will take every moment of your time and they will use you till you are done and then they will throw you away and go to the next person. That's what the world does. And if you want to live that way, you can live that way. But I want you to know that's not what God has for us. God has for us rest. And in verse 14, if you go on up to verse 14 in this this chapter, go backwards. They were at Peter's house, and, and, and Jesus is doing some healing, and all of a sudden he is swamped with people. And he heals a few people, and then it just starts getting out of hand, which is normal. 
If you, if you start doing good things and you start uh, doing, nice, doing nice things for people, if you start giving people things that they want, more people are going to come. And more people, if you, if you put up a sign that said free donuts, then people are going to come till you're out of donuts. All right, and that's the way it is. Well, people started coming and started getting healed. And Jesus, understand this, Jesus is in the middle of ministry and he says, I have got to pull away. I have got to rest. And you would think that in this situation that he would stay there and he said, I'm going to stay here till the last person is healed and the last person is done. Jesus said, rest is important. Rest is important. I have to take time and, and get away. And he saw the crowd and he had been giving and giving and giving. And he said, I have to rest. And the crowd had real needs. Uh, Jesus knew that, but Jesus said, I have to rest. And in verse 18, it says that he sees the crowd and sees that there's more people coming. And he says, I have to give away, get away. The first thing I want to teach you this morning, the first thing I want you to remember is you have to rest. You must rest. Jesus had to rest and get alone with God. And here's the deal. You can't hurry rest. You cannot, Luke, our youngest son, we used to say, I am going to step on these and then Ken Whitaker is going to have to come and clean that up. Luke, when he was a little kid, we'd say, Luke, go sleep. And Luke would go. And he could put himself to sleep pretty quick. But once you're asleep, you cannot speed up the sleep process. You cannot say, I'm going to sleep uh, 15 hours worth of sleep in five minutes. You cannot do it. Now, there's some things that, that we can speed up, that we can make things faster, but you cannot speed up rest. Rest just takes as long as it takes. That's what it does. And if we could speed it up, though, we would. And if you notice that there's all kinds of things to help you rest better, there's all kinds of sleep aids to get you to sleep faster, but they don't have anything to make you sleep harder and faster while you're sleeping. Because rest just takes time. And there's all ty- we have all kinds of gadgets that help our life go better so that we can supposedly have more rest. My, uh, I had a, a preacher friend that was a great friend of mine, Brother Paul Buchanan. He was the preacher down at uh, Mansfield when I was growing up. And he was an old, old preacher. He was there for a hundred years at least. And Paul Buchanan was a dairy farmer. And he had a real set of dairy cows. He had a real nice dairy farm down in Mansfield, Missouri. And God called him to preach. And he left that farm. And he loved it. He left that farm and became the preacher of the Mansfield Church of the Nazarene. And I was talking to Brother Paul one day. And he said, you know what? This whole country changed when the tractor came around. He said, when I was a boy, he said, and he said, up and even, to, and even into my adult years, he said, when we plowed the fields, he said, we'd have the horses and we'd plow and we'd plow and we'd plow. And he said, and then we'd stop and we'd have to rest the horses. And he said, and our neighbor would be across the fence and he'd be plowing his field. And he said, and we'd stop and we'd talk and we'd rest the horses. And he said, and boy, I knew my neighbor and my neighbor knew me. And he said, and we lived life together. And he said, and then we'd rest, we'd plow our horses and we'd go. And he said, when we got a gasoline, he said, we got an eight in four tractor. He said, we both got eight in four tractors and we said, we never talked again. <laughs> he said, because we didn't have to. He said, and instead of us being able to live on, he said, when we had an eight in Ford, we could plow the same ground in way less than half the time. 
He said, so instead of just plowing that ground and living like that, he said, we bought more ground. He said, we just worked more ground. And he said, then we got bigger tractors. And he said, then we just worked more ground. He said, the thing that was supposed to give us rest, he said, it didn't give us any rest. We just worked harder. And the washing machine, the washing machine is a wonderful thing. And they got the dryer, the washing machine and the dryer. And that, I don't know how many of you ladies have ever cleaned or washed with a ringer washer. Anybody ever, anybody ring, done with a ringer washer? A few of you. My mother had a ringer washer that she bought at an auction to wash mine and dad's milk clothes because they stunk so bad she didn't want to use it in the regular washing machine. And so my mom would do that downstairs and ring her, and it took for, she'd just have a day where she would just take and run the ringer washer. And that washing machine upstairs was way faster. And those things are supposed to be able to make us to where we have more time, more leisure time. But what do we do? We just fill it up with something else. And we will not, the things that are supposed to bring us rest don't bring us rest because we just find more things to do. And rest cannot be, cannot be hurried. And our communion time this morning was not, how many of you felt uncomfortable when I was doing that? Good, good, yes. This one down here, I thought she was going to kick me in the shin. She was like, I don't, did you hear what she was saying? She goes, we can't hurry this. This, this, we can't hurry this. We're not supposed to be hurrying this. And, and then I offended her, so I'm sorry. But aren't you glad, aren't you glad that she knew that? You cannot rush the things of God. And sometimes I think, I feel like, that in the life we live in, we are going, we're going every day, we're going Monday through Friday, and we're supposed to have some time off on Saturday, but instead of that, we just fill it up with everything else. And then now we fill things up on Sunday, and we run in here on Sunday, and we go, all right, we're going to get out at noon, so we better hurry up and get this done, get this worship thing done. And I'm afraid that sometimes we come into this setting, and I'm not saying everybody. I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm afraid that sometimes, and like on even even our day, even our daily worship with God, we get up and go, "Okay, I got God. You got 15 minutes. I'm going to read a an app off my phone and read a some a verse of the day or a thought of the day, and then I'm going to go to and, and God just kind of gets just like. Listen to me. It may be a lot like what we just were part of. Let's hurry up. Let's get some worship done. Because I got other things coming. And I'm telling you what. You can't rush God. You can't rush your worship. And you can't rush your rest with God. And rest cannot be hurried. And our communion time this morning was not enjoyable at all. It was not helpful at all what we were doing. If I'd have took communion in there, I'd probably lost half the church on that deal. Well, that is the most unsacrificial, sanctimonious thing I've ever seen. And you would have been right. Okay? Now, I'm going to ask your forgiveness. I may have went a little too far there. But I'm telling you, that's the way we are sometimes. Let's get this done with. I got to go. I'm going to run in here Sunday night. We get, better get done. Let's sing some songs. Let's pray. Let's go. Let's come on. Let's go. Let's get it done. This should be 
a time when we come and God, whatever you want to do today, I want to be part of it. Whatever you want to do. And so we don't rush through things like that. You cannot rush rest. You cannot rush with God, the things that he wants to do. And it's, and I tell you what, it's interesting in the world we live in, if we go to a ball game and it goes into overtime, what do we say? Man, that was the best game ever. Five overtimes. Yeah. Extra innings. Yeah. My team won. Yeah. 1201. Let's go, preacher. What are you, what? That's extra innings. If I say that, people are like, oh, no, no, no. Why couldn't you? And I'm not complaining. I'm not, because nobody has ever said that to me except my wife. And no, but no. But think about, I mean, think about it. We, we are, when, when we do the things that we really want to do, we don't look at the clock, do we? And that's not what I'm talking about this morning. I'm just talking about a spirit of I'm going to come and hear what you want to say to me, a spirit of rest, and not just here on Sunday morning, but you have got to find a place where you rest every day. You've got to rest in Jesus at some time during the day. I woke up at 4 o'clock this morning, and I get up at 5 on Sunday, and I woke up at 4 o'clock, and I thought, oh, what time is it? Because usually I wake up, and it's about 6 minutes before I'm supposed to get up, and I'm just like, ah. Does anybody else feel that way? I love, if I'm going to wake up, I love to wake up about an hour before I'm supposed to get up because then I can just, I've got one more hour. And I, I laid in my bed and I don't know the words to that song you guys sang. All I know is that Jesus, 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 Jesus. I laid there in my bed praying and I was just, Jesus, Jesus. I don't know the words to the rest of that song, but Jesus, Jesus. And I just, Jesus, Jesus. And I don't know how long I laid there. And then I just rested. I mean, I rested. I rested. And I knew at five, I had to get up. I had to look over my sermon. I, had, I always have plenty of time to look over it and pray one more time. But I was not worried about that at all. I was not worried. Do you understand? I was not worried about what I was going to do today. And I rested. I just rested there. And God wants us in that place where we rest. Okay, first thing is, you've got to rest. The second thing is, if you rest, your rest is going to be opposed. Okay? Jesus says, I've got to get away. Jesus gets in the boat and starts off and goes to sleep. And it says that the, that the water starts... You know, and I've told you this before... The one time we went to we went to the Sea of Galilee one day, and when we was on the boat, we was out there, and it was just like, and it was just calm as it could be. There wasn't any wind or anything. We went around on the boat, came back in. We went someplace else and walked around and came back, and within thirty minutes, it was just like this. And they say that on the Sea of Galilee, just because of the way the heat is and the way the wind is and the way the, 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 the landscape is, that that place can just change like that and just storms can blow up that you wouldn't want to be on. And it went from glass to place where I wouldn't want to been on it. And that wasn't even a storm storm. It was just, it just got heated up in that day and started blowing around. And so Jesus says, I have got to rest. 
He looks at what's going on in his life. He says, look, I've got to get away from this. I have got to get with God and I have got to rest. And he gets in a boat and he falls asleep. When you rest, think about it at your house. If you think you have to time to rest, or if you want to take a nap in the afternoon, there's always somebody who's in, blah, 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 I need, I need, I need, give me, give me, give me, whatever. Why are you so lazy? What? And we, and we, and, or, or you close your eyes, and guys, surely I'm not the only guy. I have to think that all guys are this way. You get to the place, you think, I need to rest. And then you stop, and then your mind just starts thinking of all the things you need to do. I'm going to tell you guys, when you get that way, you need to rest. You need to rest. If your mind is just... You need rest is what you need. And rest is always going to be opposed. It's always going to... Our, our, our culture is against rest. You need to do, 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 do. You don't want to miss out on anything. Do, do, do. Rest is opposed. And Jesus needs to get rest. And his rest is being opposed by this sea that is throwing him everywhere. And water is being... It says literally, I looked in, I looked in Matthew and I looked in Mark, and it said that water was being thrown over the side. Well, if water's being over the side in a boat, what's happening? If so much of it is going to submerge. So Jesus is what? wet has anybody slept in a tent when it starts raining i was in a when i dated my wife they went down they went camping and one night i was out there and i had this little pup tent and i would sleep outside in a little pup tent and they slept inside the the nice rv camper it was a camper but it really wasn't that nice it didn't have air conditioning or anything but it was nice it was all right and i slept in there and it started raining and i was sitting in there and all of a sudden boop About the time I'd go back, so I went and I ended up sleeping in the back of the van is what I ended up doing. But you can't, I cannot sleep with water dripping on me. I'm not going to, and this isn't water dripping. This is water coming over the edge. And I don't know about you, but if I start blowing around very much and moving very, I can't sleep. And Jesus, I said, the thing is just being tossed about. Water, he's probably sitting in water because it says that the boat's nearly sink. So he's probably not only laying in water, it's splashing on him and he's just... He's asleep. So much so that they have to shake him to wake him up. How? If, if you try to rest, it's going to be opposed. But how does he do it? How does he do it? Now, there's two thoughts here. There's a thought that Satan brings up the storm and is trying to kill him and all this stuff and... That may be true. Or maybe it's just something that's happened in life. It may just be a normal day on the Sea of Galilee. And I'm going to tell you, in life, sometimes Satan is going to try to oppose your rest. Sometimes Satan's going to do some things to keep you from resting. He's going to bring bills that you think you have to work extra for. They're just whatever. Satan's going to cause And sometimes it's just going to be life. Okay? Some things are just life. It's just the way it is. The plumbing breaks, the house floods, you got a leak in your roof, or you got something, just some things are just life. They're going to keep you from rest. But in the middle of this, in the middle of whatever was going on here, being thrashed around and water on him and being splashed on him, Jesus sleeps. 
and he finds this place of rest. And even though his rest is opposed, he sleeps anyway. And Satan is going to oppose you, and Satan is going to try to do, keep you from resting. But I've got good news for you today, and this is the good news. So everybody listen. In the midst of the opposition of the rest, in the midst, midst of whatever Satan was trying to do, if it was Satan or if it was just life, in the midst of when he should not have been able to rest, Jesus found rest. And Jesus found it. And it is possible for us, if it's possible for Jesus to fall asleep in a boat that's sinking, that's swamped with water and water splashing on him and him being tossed about, if it's possible for him to find rest there, it is possible for any of us to find rest in whatever we are facing in the world today. It is possible for us to get in with Jesus and find rest. Rest And both Matthew and Mark talk about this. They talk about Jesus being so asleep that they had to wake him up. And no matter what your circumstances is, you can find rest. And I tell you, you need to be ruthless in getting to that place where you can get some rest. Jesus turns away the crowd. Jesus says, look, I know what you need. I know you need stuff, but I am going to rest. Some of you, and I'm, I'm kind of preaching to the guys today. I don't mean to be, but we kind of need that. I mean, everybody needs it. But guys, sometimes we just don't want to shut down. We like to work. And I want to tell you this morning, you need to get ruthless and say, I need some rest. I need rest. Don't be mean. But Jesus said, I need rest. I need to be with my Father. I need some sleep. I need to take time and worship. And he did that. Jesus took time and got away. And he was with the Father. And he got away and he took time to sleep. And he would take time to pray. And he would just leave and say, look, I I have to do this. And we need to do that. We need to say, in my schedule, I'm going to schedule time to rest. And you say, Pastor, what does that look like? You just want us to come to church on Sunday. That's not what I'm talking about. Yes, I do want you to come to church on Sunday. But I'm talking about, in our families, scheduling time. Our kids don't know how to rest. Our kids don't know what it is to be still. Our kids have to be busy 24-7. If they're awake, they have to be entertained. I need this, I need this. I don't know what that looks like in your house. But the word says that this human body needs rest. It needs to have a time where it has downtime. And our kids need downtime. And our family needs time when we are just a family together, resting in Christ, worshiping together, resting together. And I don't know what that looks like in your home. But I'm praying today that God will speak into your life and speak into whatever it is you're going through today and let you know that you can have rest in that. Maybe this morning the Lord has shown you that you need more rest in your life. Maybe you need to, if you were real honest, maybe you need to repent 
for not taking time to rest and ask God to show you what that looks like in your life. Or maybe you're trying to rush through your time with Him. Maybe when you come to church, you're, you're thinking, I mean, and I know how this goes. I've been the same place. You come to church and you're thinking about, what have I got to do when I get done today? And you're not giving God what he, his, the attention He needs during this time. Or maybe you've just... need to stop and slow down for a little bit. Maybe you're like we were this morning. You're rushing your worship, your daily worship with Him. Or maybe you don't even have any daily worship with Him. Maybe you're getting up and just going and you don't, you don't stop ever in the middle of the day or anything to stop and say, God, what do you want to say to me today? Worship with God will not be rushed. It cannot be rushed. Just like sleeping cannot be sped up. You have to find some time in your life to rest and you have to find time in your life to worship. I want us to stand. I want Lance to come. In just a moment, we're going to take communion the way that we should, worshipfully. But in the Word, it says before you come to His table that you are to... Search your heart. It says don't come to the table with anything against your brother. Don't come to the table with, with uh, sin in your heart or anything. And maybe the Lord has spoken to you this morning. And as soon as we talk about that, you know that there's something before you come to the table that you need to take care of between you and God. We're going to sing a song for just a moment. Lance and Landon are going to sing a song. And the altars are open. See, we're going to enter into communion clean and worshipful. And we're going to give it the time it needs. And we're going to take the time and we're going to worship. But before we do, you have to be clean. Is there, as we sing this morning, if, if there's, we're just going to open up the altars. It's just a time to pray. It says, it says during communion that we're supposed to search our hearts. And so as, we, as you guys sing, go ahead. As we sing... If you need to come and pray this morning during this time, the altars are open while we sing. This is-